0: A word of warning. This podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may be unsuitable for our young listeners or other people who may find it disturbing. Hello and welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast, bringing you high profile and under the radar cases from across the country every week. I'm Owen Michael, with me is Lonnie Coombs. Hello, Lonnie, welcome. Hello, Owen. Lonnie's a legal analyst and former Los Angeles County criminal prosecutor who's covered cases including the trials of Casey Anthony, Jody Arias, and George Zimmerman, among many others. Glad to have you back. Great Uh, to be here. What are you doing for the new year,
1: you know, I have a new case um, that I'm going to jump into at the end of January. It's a really good case, and Any, it anything be, you
0: can say about it, or keep it all under wraps.
1: I can't, but it'll end up on Oxygen. Mm-hmm. So,
0: gotcha. In the new year, we'll, we'll watch that space. Uh, and you have plenty of other good content out there if you want. If people want to go to oxygen.com, mm-hmm. look that stuff up. Uh, a lot of good true crime content these days, so uh, we'd encourage it. Um, so this week. We're talking about uh, scare lore, which is a, a fairly new term that I had not heard before, but essentially it's urban myths. Yeah. Uh, and ahead of the holidays, we figured this might be a, some useful news that you can use, um, some stuff to that's kind of making the urban myth arounds right now and on social media, which is obviously um, social media can be a, a force for good, but it can also spread a lot of misinformation.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that you had not heard that term before either, because I was feeling very um, out of the loop when you were saying scare lore. And I'm like, what are you saying? What yeah. It, what no, is I that? Just,
0: I had just, uh, I just encountered that and I'm not sure it, it existed before even this month, but uh, apparently it's out there. Um, well, I, you
1: know, it's, I think it's a play off the, you know, folklore.
0: Right. And it, now it's scare it lore. Folklore, right? right? Except, so, uh, and it's a lot of the stuff. Like many urban myths, it has maybe a, a source in one particular case, one particular instance, or it's not even. It's just a sort of a thing that could have gone wrong. I mean, uh, when I was a kid, there was always the scares about the uh, razor blades and apples when you were right. a, a trick or treat or you know, when we had the. On the other hand, when we had the Tylenol scare in the '80s, that was a real thing, and that mm-hmm. was a, a thing that actually uh, had real-world consequences. So sometimes the stuff is based in reality. Whatever, um, would you say? Speaking of scare lore, we have the most prominent thing that we, if we're going to put that in that category, is Halloween candy. Um, warning about that. And year after year after year, we've even uh, on the site on TrueCrimeDaily.com. We we looked into it. And for the most part, there were basically four instances over the last 40 years of of mm-hmm. stuff actually um, uh, tainted candy or candy apples and things like that. However, this season, there actually was several confirmed reports. Uh, they found... Uh, uh, some needles Ooh. in various uh, like in some snickers bars that somebody had uh this is in connecticut i believe um somebody had uh put and put some sewing needles inside of little fun size snicker bars which is horrifying oh, that's horrible um and there was a couple of other instances like this so it actually threw the through the average Skewed uh, and, and actually made it which is one of those things too though you, you hear about these kind of urbanist stories and then you almost Worried about copycat type of stuff. So
1: that's right. And uh, all you need is like that one little trigger this year, and it'll be yeah you know, and out there for everyone. Know, percentage
0: wise, uh, if you had zero things happen last year and they have one thing this year, then statistically it's a hundred percent increase, and uh, right. you know people are going to react accordingly. And of course, myself being in media, we try to be sensitive to that, but uh, also people want to know about these things. Um, So uh, we have a couple of things. Snopes.com, for those who don't know, Snopes is basically an online resource um, that kind of, they make it their business to uh, go after urban myths and uh, various myth-busting and debunking and that kind of stuff. You can get a lot of good information there. Um, I would recommend it. Uh, Generally, they are found to be a a very good, reputable source. Um, This year... I've been seeing a lot of stuff on the news, and I shouldn't say news. I'm online a lot. I'm in uh, on the digital space a lot uh, uh, on social media, et cetera. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of stuff. A couple of these different stories. There's one that I've seen a lot recently, which is about white vans. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, white vans that uh, panel vans, basically work vans that don't have windows on them, and a lot of them will have that uh, sort of exterior door lock on the on the in the back with the double doors out there. So, um, there's been a sort of a, uh, a, a, a not, not necessarily a myth, but a, a thing going out there saying, watch out for people have been saying word to mouth. It's been spreading on Facebook and various other places. Watch out for these things. These things are basically human traffic events. And if you see these things, stay away from them because, uh, going to jump out and put you in one of these things. Um, we've got, uh, again, I'm quoting, I'm quoting, um, Snopes here. Uh, this is from them. White vans are being used by human traffickers as part of a coordinated effort to abduct women. They rate this as false. Uh, for the record, in late 2019, Facebook posts went viral, warning that human traffickers in nondescript white vans were using the vehicles in abductions across the U.S. Um, as they say, you know, generally speaking, uh, there could be isolated incidents. You know, could happen to. Uh, this is not an indication, though. They, they they say the claim that white vans are being spotted in association with human trafficking appears to be a social media hoax and also a variation on a common theme, one of the most frequent forms of scare lore, a term that refers, speaking of which, they define it for us, that refers to making vague but terrifying claims on social media that go viral, despite having no basis in fact. Uh, there's allegia- uh, allegations that human traffickers are luring women using various tactics. Um, we've heard over the years about, you know, being aware if you're uh, parking next to a van mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the, the side door might come out and somebody um, jump out and, and draw you in, sort of Silence of the lamb style, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff.
1: I mean, they would do, safety experts recommend you do not park near a van. Right. I mean, that, that that's out there.
0: Absolutely. Any van. Uh, yeah. And, you know, vans sort of rightly or wrongly have a little bit of a... a
1: uh, reputation. An
0: ongoing reputation all the way back to the 60s and 70s uh, for reasons like this. But this is a very specific one about uh, essentially, you know, this is like an electrician's van or a plumber's van or mm-hmm. something like this. This is a, a nondescript uh, work vans, as they're describing. White panel van, kind of extended. I suppose it looks sinister. And however this thing uh, originated... Um, who's to say it's not you know
1: well and it's interesting because it kind of mixes two things that are really hot right now human trafficking mm-hmm. which people are talking about a lot and you know the estimated 40 million people have been forced into labor and exploitation worldwide and it apparently you know people are talking about this here mm-hmm. in just not in the foreign countries it's here in the united states and it's happening more and more so people are i think very aware of that talking about it more and afraid of it more and then you've got this white van thing which has been around for a long time mm-hmm. and it, white is interesting but i, I don't know if You've um, heard about the book Call Me God, which is about the Another DC one. sniper. Mm-hmm. I just listened to um, the audiobook recently. And I don't know if you'll remember this, but um, at the time, the police put out that they thought it was a white van. And actually, the FBI kept saying, no, it's not. We don't think it is. But all law enforcement kept focusing on white vans. All the citizens who would call in, they were focusing on white vans mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, people were getting targeted if they drove a white a van.
0: A and bit of a And it wasn't a white van. No. And if, you know, this is an aside, but as you recall, the guy had a. Uh, tricked out um, backseat to it. It was basically a Chevy Impala. I forget what the maybe it was a Caprice Classic. It's a big uh, older uh, sedan, and he was basically lying down in the trunk mm-hmm. and had uh, a drop out from his uh, driver uh, from his license plate and was firing from there. But uh, you know, that's talk about it. You cannot predict or plan for something something so random like that. But right. uh, yeah, that that's a good point. I hadn't put yeah. that together, but that was um, th- that has some origination there as well.
1: Well, and the other problem too with this stuff is that apparently there's been some violence. Because people are so worried about the white vans now. In November of just, you know, a few months ago, mm-hmm. a man driving a white van in Memphis, Tennessee, was shot and killed after he was falsely accused of attempting to abduct a woman. And then in March of 2019, um, similar rumors led to an outbreak of violence in the suburbs of Paris, France, when a mob attacked a community of Roma people who were falsely accused of using white vans to mm-hmm. abduct women. So. It's the boogeyman, know, uh, yeah. even
0: across the, the shores there. And we said the Roma is sort of, you know, commonly known as gypsies or whatever, but, um, the idea that it's the other, that, that it's somebody, whether, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on in the States these days, as far as otherization and, um, that kind of thing. And trafficking is, as you say, very high profile these days. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of panic about that, especially there's some crazy conspiracy theories about, you know, uh, people, secret cabals and people running things, uh, about this. Um, so yeah, there's it's sort of a... I wouldn't say perfect storm, but it's sort of a, a conglomeration of, of a lot of um, which leads to scare lore, because you're, you're talking about uh, basically some social anxieties that everybody's into zeitgeist wise, and it sort of uh, manifests in this.
1: And then, and especially like on, on Facebook, where a lot of these originate. You know, one person sees it, and then they just, uh, they just immediately we repost with it with, it with right. all of their friends. And right. if it's somebody you trust, you're like, oh my goodness, and you want to repost viral. it because you want your friends to be safe and protected. You know,
0: right? But so as they say, they've uh, there's no pattern to this. There's no evidence that says that, like, there's rings out there using this right. stuff. This is just sort of spreading like this. So, Snopes uh, has officially debunked this. But we should say, uh, as always, situational awareness is, is the key. I mean, they, the law enforcement and everybody, personal security experts talk about even when you're going to your car, check the back seat, mm-hmm. you know, don't take anything for granted. And this is just, for, this is anybody, men, women, children, anybody, um, being aware of wh- who's around you when you're parking and when you're returning to your car and that kind of thing.
1: Especially so, the holiday time, yeah. you know, and it's gets dark so early and yeah. people are shopping and out in those parking lots, be really careful. It's
0: a lot of shopping going out here. Yeah. I mean, it's America's pastime at this point, uh, this time of year. And yep. there's a lot of parking lots out there, um, which leads us to a, yet another one. There's a, a, um, a similar one about zip ties this was new to me mm-hmm. i've been hearing a lot about the the van stuff but mm-hmm. um, i haven't personally seen this but apparently it was out there enough that there was a, a couple of photos online as well um there was this uh, the myth is basically that uh, if you come to your car and there's some zip ties uh around your windshield wipers that that is basically a marker for whoever the spotter for this thing is you know you see a, a, a This is false, too, by the way, but this is how the the myth apparently goes is there's a spotter finds, see somebody getting out of the car. Okay, we want to come back and get that person later. So they mark the car with a zip tie on the on the windshield wiper. Uh, Again, does not appear to be any uh, relation to facts.
1: And nor does that that one make sense. I mean, why would they need to mark the car? Why don't they just sit and wait till the person comes back out?
0: Indeed. Uh, I I agree. Uh, But, you know, with with, uh, zeitgeist and panic and things like that, that, it gets out of hand. Um, I'm quoting Snopes here. Sex traffickers are leaving zip ties in the cars, homes and mailboxes. So it's not just the thing, but some of the photos I've seen is on windshield wipers. Sex traffickers are leaving zip ties in the cars, homes and mailboxes of potential targets of the crime. One such story went viral in October 2018, and again in late July 2019, that's when I encountered this uh, out of Texas, when social media users shared a meme stating that human traffickers were leaving zip ties in some posts, black and color, on homes, mailboxes, and cars of potential female victims to either mark them as targets or distract and abduct them for sex trafficking purposes when the woman tried to remove the ties. In other words, you know, you're like trying to mess with things, somebody comes up behind you because you're distracted.
1: That Um, makes more sense, the distracted, because you do, you know, you focus on that and you're you're vulnerable, but not necessarily to sex trafficking, but anything, you know, being uh, robbed or, you know, something like that. Uh,
0: Again, situational awareness is everything. And uh, uh, I I suppose if you found one of these things on there, uh, it's, it's almost unfortunate because you can see uh, pranking, Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, you
0: know, if you've got people kind of worried and a little hysterical about this stuff and then somebody thinks that they're funny or thinks that they're, you know, or Trying to mess with people. Yeah. That could be a thing. But again, Snopes uh, has debunked this. There is no evidence, uh, there's no pattern of, of this thing actually coming out. But uh, it's again one of those things that is being shared online. And um, we'd like to kind of address that. And, you know, I keep saying it, but situational awareness is, mm-hmm. is, is more than half the battle there about uh, being.
1: Yeah. Just be oh, aware. Yeah. I've also heard, you know, to if there's anything on your windshield or on your car when you get back to it from a parking lot, get in your car, drive away, go somewhere else first. before you pull, pull it off.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, safety <laughs> first. Um, then uh, speaking of a similar one there, we've got uh, one that went viral this year. Late April 2019, again, I'm quoting Snopes here, uh, a hoax spread on Facebook alleging that a sex trafficking ring was attempting to locate unwitting girls on the social platform of Snapchat. Uh, police and Snapchat both confirmed the room, uh, rumor is unfounded. Um, that's a recurring thing that we see a lot, not just Snapchat but uh, in social media in general, in that uh, A, there could be some targeting going on that way. We've seen plenty certainly on this show and on TrueCrimedaily.com, there's more than a few. Uh, soliciting type cases where people will try to, you know, f- fake their own identity and try to uh, meet girls or meet uh, young people and that kind of thing on Facebook mm-hmm. and whatever else. And this one specifically is about Snapchat, but it's not its not prevalent enough to be uh, evidence. There's not enough evidence for this to be a, a, a prevalent pattern. However, if you're a parent or even if you're a state you know, anybody really, uh, you should be careful about what, you're sharing on the social media, even to things like in the background, mm-hmm. uh, being, identifying that way. Um, but uh, again, we sort of made light about this a little bit. It seems almost like Snapchat itself is not quite as popular as it was six months or a year ago. However, there's a lot of people on it. So we wanted to sort of make you aware of that um, uh, again. Don't...
1: Definitely no, too, if your kids are on it. Yeah, Pay attention, I mean, look at it, see what they're doing, who they're talking to, because it is a way for, I'm, I am hearing, and these are legitimate cases uh, recently where, you know, there's a person, an individual who preys on, you know, young girls and will pretend to be, um, you know, a potential boyfriend, you know, build a relationship, get photos from them. And we're talking about junior high, high school type girls. And once they have the photographs, then they start to, you um, you know, extort, extort them sure. yeah. this is,
0: uh, along the lines of revenge porn, except yes. that this is being used to, I will release this if you, right. uh, if you don't do what I say.
1: And a lot of these young women don't even tell their parents for months and months, and they're just living with this nightmare, not knowing what to do. Um, so it's definitely a gateway for a lot of those things to, so just be careful.
0: Yeah. Social media awareness. I'm not a parent, but, uh, it, it seems, uh, extra, extra fraught these days mm-hmm. with the, with that and you know kids are all, especially when you're dealing with teenagers there's a certain amount of secrecy and, and you know not the kids are trying to be sneaky but they're trying to be separate from the parents and keep certain things and have their own identities and that kind of thing yeah. and social media plays a gigantic part of that yeah um so it's tough for a parent to keep track of uh, keep track of that stuff.
1: Well, and parents think that you know, if I tell my kids, you know, don't do this, beware, don't send out photos, that's enough. You know, I've taught my kids, and my kids are smart. But what they don't realize is these predators on social media are just as good at grooming as we talk about, you know, the predators out in real life. So they will work this relationship for months at a time. You know, just building this trust and this connection because they're not meeting in person.
0: Once and months of hey, what are you doing? Yes. Hey, what Went to the concert last night. Yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Till months they, months of that. In their mind, they have this wonderful relationship with this boyfriend or girlfriend, and they'll do anything. So a picture, okay, but, you know, not, they're not going to say, send me a nude picture. They're going to say, oh, let me see, whatever. And slowly but surely, they just pull them down into it, and they don't even realize what they're doing. So it, it is, you know, that, that um, grooming happens in social media, too.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't have any, uh, obviously, like I said, I'm not a parent, but um, I Don't envy anybody who's having to deal with that uh, these days, but um, it's definitely worth staying on top of.
1: You know, on one thing I would say about um, this scare lore, and I think a lot of us, you know, are guilty of this. I am too. I mean, you look at Facebook and you see these posts, and they look official, and it looks like something you know you want other people to know about, so you send it along. We all have to be careful about, you know, what are the sources of this information? Um, just because it's popped up in an official looking, uh, you know, picture and, and comment doesn't mean that it's, you know, legitimate. So do a little research before you send it out, you know, into into space and see where is it coming from? Is it legitimate? Is it from, from a law enforcement agency? Um,
0: yeah, I think... Uh- society wise we're dealing with a lot of disinformation out there mm-hmm. and there's some there's some bad actors out there that are really working hard to make disinformation seem palatable, uh, to give it the veneer of, oh, this is sort of an official looking law enforcement state thing or this is this sort of looks like oh it's news work, not newsweek or something, but it looks like newsweek or mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, you really I think it's who's it behooves all of us um, everybody across the spectrum, uh, to sort of be a lot more critical about your information that you're taking in and, and, and being, not just sharing stuff. I mean, it's a lot different than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, people taking advantage of this stuff and I'm as guilty of it as anybody else, but, uh, it behooves all of us to sort of, uh, really kind of slow it down and, 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 uh, be sure of the information that we're sharing because we don't want to hurt anybody that we're friends with or, or, you know, hurt physically or hurt to put them in bad situations. We just don't want bad information out there. You don't yeah. want to, it's scary enough world out there. We don't exactly. need people extra paranoid making it worse.
1: Right. Cause more you know, anxiety, that kind of thing. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. So, uh, anyway, we want to put those, uh, those, those three examples out there and just say in general, um, you know, situational awareness as well as, uh, you know, being very critical of the information that you're, you're receiving out there and that you're sharing and for everybody to have a very safe holiday and uh, shopping season. And so we get comments uh, on TrueCrimeDaily.com and our various social platforms. We have uh, uh, just about 6 million followers on our various Facebook, Twitter, YouTube uh, accounts. Check us out, TrueCrimeDaily.com. Uh, and we have a lot of people that weigh in on various stories. Uh, this particular story, we've got... This is Rossi Loratio Adams the II. Uh, we covered this story uh, earlier this year. This is about a guy who tried to... He tried to buy a domain name, uh, an online domain name from a from an Iowa man, but the owner refused to sell. Uh, This guy uh, Rossi was uh, trying to. He had a particular website for related to Iowa State University, and he wanted to um, get this domain that more closely uh, represented his company, and he was accused of uh, convincing his cousin to go to this man's house, break into the domain owner's house where he tried to force him at gunpoint to transfer the domain to this fellow, Rossi Adams. Uh, the guy went in with a mask and like sunglasses and the whole thing and had a gun, went into the house, the guy ran upstairs, um, then the suspect chased him up there. He shot the guy in the leg and then they struggled with the gun and then he got shot <laughs> They So the guy got a gunshot wound to the chest, and he went to jail for uh, 20 years, uh, and Ooh. he was allegedly put up by this man, Rossi Larrothio Adams, who this week got 14 years wow. for the plot to hijack this Internet domain. By the way, um, if I buy that domain or if you transfer that domain, there's kind of a digital trail on that. Yeah. my name all over it, so I don't <laughs> know what this guy was thinking. It's obviously not the brightest bulb, but, but uh, he's serving 14 years for that. So we had some <laughs> people weigh in on that.
1: So we have Christina C. who said, well, that was dumb. And John K said, "How's that going to work? Stealing a domain name, kind of what you were saying." Mm-hmm. But my favorite is Emerald D said, "A prison cell is now your domain for 14 years."
0: IRL, as they say online, in <laughs> real life, yes, your domain is now prison. So yep. poor choices lead to poor results. For our next one, we have a Georgia special education teacher who faces a felony charge of cruelty to children after she allegedly made a boy who had defecated in his pants sit in his own waist to quote to prove a point about restroom habits. It seems counterproductive.
1: No, that's upsetting. Edna R. said, that's so hateful. The child is in special ed for a reason. Very good point. Jonathan B. said, five years old, she tortured a five-year-old boy. She needs severe punishment. And Violet W. said, if you don't have love and patience for children, please find work in a different field. Hurting people hurts other people.
0: It's true. Why are you in this field? Uh, Why are you in the the education, particularly special education space, if uh, you don't have the patience for that? And um, that seems particularly uh, grotesque. Yeah. Um, No, the kid's not going to learn that way, but uh, it's a traumatized job. Um, Yeah. As I say, we get the comments. So that is our show for this week. Uh, I want to wish everybody happy holidays. Um, Lonnie, where can viewers and listeners find out more about what you're up to in the future here going into the new year?
1: Instagram and Twitter and Oxygen.com, their website. We've got all sorts of good
0: content on there. Um, Thanks for being here yet again. Thank you. Appreciate you having uh, having you on the show. For our viewers and listeners, find our content on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and on YouTube, and get updates and subscribe to our newsletter at TrueCrimeDaily.com. Until next week, this is True Crime Daily, the podcast reminding you,
1: don't do crimes.